Hello and welcome to the Hales Owen Apostolic Church. Apostolic meaning what God says, not what man thinks. Please enjoy this teaching and if you want more, visit the website at halesowenapostolicchurch.org. gathering this morning. Um, I think it's wonderful that we're, we're here to, to look at the Word of God and already we've heard so much from wow, different people in different ways that actually points to the same sort of message that I, I feel the Lord gave me um, earlier on in the, in the week. So what are we going to be looking at today? I love it when I ask the Lord the question on Monday morning. Father, what are we going to be looking at? What do you want to give to your people? And I, do you know what, guys? I've been preaching in this place now for maybe my third time. And I feel the Lord has given us a consistent message. It's a message about starting out in the morning with him. And that was the last two services that I preached. And today, I'm going to read from... Seconds. We're going John 4, if you want to turn your Bibles to John 4, please. John 4, 30. John 4, start from verse 3. So that's John 4, verse 3. So we're talking about Jesus here. So he left Judah and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of the ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore being weary from his journey, sat thus by the well. And it was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? as well as his sons and livestock. Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw again. 
I'm going to stop there for a minute, guys, and I'll come back to the scripture shortly. But it's interesting, isn't it, to see what's happening here. So let me just start off by explaining, just for completeness, who is Jesus? He's our Savior. He's our King. He's the one who came to seek and save the lost. He's the one who came to heal us. He's the one who did not come to, 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 to desert us. He gave the invitation to everybody for eternal life. He came to come and bring life and life in its fullness to all creation. That's who Jesus is. He is God manifested in the flesh. As this chapter of John would start out in John 1. We know that he dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten Father. We know who he is. Before he went through Samaria, Jesus was preaching. He was preaching the kingdom. The good news. He was preaching repentance. That the kingdom of God was at hand. He was shown signs and wonders as he walked through the regions of Judea. People were questioning who he was. And he was preaching who he was. He turned water into wine. He cast out demons. He clearly showed who he was without saying who he was. Interesting. He was showing who he was without saying who he was. But further on in this scripture, he does reveal who he is. He says who he is. Hands up who's been baptized in the name of Jesus. Who's full of the spirit this morning. Who drinks from the river of living water. What happened when you got saved? What happened to you immediately when you got saved? You were full of joy, I suppose. You were full of the, the freedom that Christ brings to you. But I guess for the majority of us, what happened is exactly what happened to Jesus when he got filled with the Spirit. You got driven into the wilderness. As soon as you got filled, you would have been driven into the wilderness for 40 days, being attacked by Satan. Questioning what you are, who you are, what you've done, where you've come from, and who you are today. You are now a son of the high, of the almost the almighty high. But he doesn't want you to remember that, does he? He wants to draw you back to the place that you've just come from. He wants to take away that living water that you've just experienced. Jesus went through that. He's no different to what we've gone through. Be strong in the fact that he was tested as we were or we will be. So Jesus is making his way back through to Galilee when we've, where we've just read. He's walking through Judah through to Galilee. But the interesting thing here is the woman says to him, why are you speaking to me? You Jews don't speak to me. I'm a Samarian woman. You have no 
need to speak to me because you don't like who we are. But listen, Jesus doesn't care who you are, where you've come from, what you've done. He will come and see you exactly where you are. He sat by the well. He sat down and waited for that lady to come. He knew who she was, where she was going to be. The divine appointment was set. That's the same with all of us today. Yes, we're saved, but we still need Jesus. We have problems every day. Jesus is sitting down, weary, but still waiting for you. In the midday sun, the hottest part of the day, he doesn't care. In the middle of the battle, he's sitting there waiting for you. That's what he was doing with this lady. He was offering a gift of eternal life. He was saying to her, I know who you are. I know all about you. And yet I sit patiently with love and desperation that you would just give me a moment of your time to listen to what I can give you. interesting how she, the woman, is drawing water from a well. As I said, it was the, 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 the heat of the day, the midday sun. The worst time that she could go to draw water was at the midday sun. It's not good. She would normally have to go in the morning or late at night. But she didn't want to be associated with people because of her sinful nature. You see, she had gone through five husbands already. And she was living in sin with her new boyfriend. And Jesus challenges that further on in the scripture. He knows who she is, but yet he sits and waits for her. Because he loves her, like he loves each and every one of you. And he loves the unsaved. Come and sit with me and let me draw what I have for you rather than you drawing what you have for me. Listen, the the well that this lady's drawing from is a physical well. It's deep, as she says. And she challenges Jesus to say, what are you drawing with? I don't see a bucket. Are you drawing with something different? Do you have something that I don't understand? I can't see what you're talking about, but yes, I can see that you have something that I need. There is something in Jesus' persona that gives this lady an impression that what he has, she needs. You see, Jesus knows this morning what you need. The question is, do you know where to go so you can get what you need? Or are you depending upon your own source? The question I have for you this morning, where are you drinking from? Where are you drinking from? And what are you drawing out of the well? You can have a physical well, 
which is the Sumerian woman. But what is in your well this morning? Think about it. You've got the natural well, and you've got the supernatural well. Jesus says that I will give you a supernatural living water. The, com the comparisons, the contrasts are quite amazing. You've got a natural well where you have to do all the work, and then Jesus comes with a supernatural well, and you come and drink from him. He does the work for you. You don't depend upon your physical strength to draw. You just receive freely. Freely I give to you. In Psalm 62.1, don't do all the hard work. It says, my, truly my soul finds rest, in, finds rest in God. In Psalm 23.1-2, we know that it says, the Lord is my shepherd, for he makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me besides quiet waters. The water of God is so important in your life. The natural well is limited on resource. The supernatural well of Jesus Christ is unlimited. Think about it this morning, guys. Where are you drinking from? The natural world or the word of God? Are you filling your well full of worldly things or are you filling your supernatural well full of the living water that Jesus Christ gives you? Contrast. Draw from the natural well the lust of the world. You're drinking the lust of the world. Versus Jesus' well, the word of God, the goodness of God that sustains and fulfills your life in Christ and everything that you need to do will be fulfilled through his power. Listen, limited, unlimited. In Genesis 17, sorry, 117, it says that he is almighty God. He's unlimited in power. In Luke 10, 27, it says things are impossible with man, your natural well, and everything is possible with God. His river of living water provides everything you need this morning. Hmm. In Ephesians 1, 19, you cannot comprehend the greatness that Jesus Christ brings to you. So where are you drinking this morning? What, is you, what are you filling your well with? But more importantly, how are you drawing and where are you drawing from? It's interesting. Hmm. In the middle of your storm, in the middle of the midday sun, your trial, your tribulation, where you draw from will determine where you go next. If you draw from the well that is of the world, you're not going to get what you need this morning. In the middle of the battle of the midday sun, you need to be drawing from the river of living water. You see, guys, testimony is so important. Everybody in this room will have a testimony. That's a supernatural testimony. That's something you should be putting in your supernatural well. Because when the chips are down and you need to get some hmm, breakthrough, the devil wants to pull you away from the, the well of Jesus Christ and he wants to bring it to his well, which is the world. 
Your testimony is so critical because it allows you to draw on what God has already put in you. Testimonies of God are in this Bible. Everything you read this morning or you read over the course of your Christian life will show God's people how they keep failing, but yet how God draws them and gives them the end solution, the plan of salvation. Jesus Christ is the plan of salvation. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Hmm. Notice how the woman was drawing from her well. And the well that Jesus introduces to her is exactly what she needs. She knows that there's going to be a Messiah. There is someone going to come to, to, to bring newness of life. And as I said previously, it's fascinating that Jesus has preached the gospel. But yet in this scripture, it goes on to say in John 25, the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. All things. When he comes, he will tell us all things. This morning, church, you have a saviour. You have a God that is the name above all names. You have the one where there is no other God before or after him. Amen. For he is the only true God. And when he comes into your life, he will tell you about all things. His river of living water will flow from your innermost being. Like a fountain of, of, of life. And it will give you all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. He announces that the one she's describing is him. Sitting there next to her. Wow. Can you imagine that? I, as I was writing this this week, I was like, this is, you know, if, if, if you were in church this morning and you're, you've heard about Jesus, but you've never seen him physically, I wonder if you're sitting next to you this morning, would you recognize him? He sat by the well and introduced himself. He gave a taste of who he was. That's what he did to you. He sat patiently waiting for you. An invitation for you. Invitation for everlasting life. An invitation to have life in its fullest. I'm so thankful that the Lord saved me six years ago. And I'm sure we're all sitting here today <clears throat> with the same thoughts that we're so thankful that he 
sat by your well, introduced himself to you, and you accepted the invitation of eternal life. You see, when you're in a desert, when you're in a dry place, when you're in a battle, where do you drink? Where do you go? What do you drink from? Dry places in your life need refreshing. So what's dry in your life this morning? What part of your walk with God is dry? What part do you need this river of living water to refresh you? You see, if you're dry, I suggest this morning that you need to ask God to come into that dryness. To bring some refreshment. You can't do it in the natural well. You need to do it from the supernatural well. King David said in 63.1, Psalm 63.1, he declared that, he said, you are my God. And secondly, he said, I seek you. And then thirdly, he says, my soul thirsts for you. I wonder this morning if you are saying to our Lord, you are my God. Do you acknowledge him as your Lord and Master, your Saviour? Number one, we should be doing that. We should be declaring who we are in him. Reaffirming the fact that he is our God. And I seek you, my Lord. Because I'm not coming to the natural well of the world. I am seeking you, Lord, from the supernatural well that is of the living water. Why? Because your soul this morning thirsts. Your soul can only be satisfied from the thirst through the living water that Jesus gives you. He alone can only satisfy your thirst. In John 4.14, he says, Whoever drinks of me, a fountain of water springs up into everlasting life. In John 7.38, he says, He who believes in me out of the heart will flow rivers of living water. In Jeremiah 17, 7, it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. And it says that whoever's planted by the river, the roots will spread out into the river. How deep is your walk with God this morning? Where are your roots being spread to? Are they going into the supernatural well? Or are your roots being founded on the firm? firm are your roots going into the the natural world. The choice is yours this morning. Supernatural versus natural. Your roots need to be fed and watered so you are established and you can be firm in the midday sun. When trials come, you need to know where you go to and where you drink from and who provides you the water. So, Matt, where do I go to get the drink? Where, do I, where is this well of water? Well, I thank my God that what he did on that cross, when he was crucified, it meant that the veil was torn in two. You can go anywhere and drink the water of God because of what Jesus did 
with the new covenant. Come on to me, he says. You can come on to him this morning. You don't need to wait for God to come to you. If you know God this morning, he says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Your invitation's already been sent. What are you doing with the invitation? Are you putting it on the side? I don't need to draw near to God today because I've got this from my natural well, my resources that I have. I think we need to think again. That invitation is saying to you, whatever you need this morning, for today, for tomorrow, for this week, this month, for everlasting, it's from me. It's from Jesus. Drink from him. In Romans 8, 9, it says that the Spirit of God dwells within you. You don't need to go and find it. He's within you. In the middle of the battle, he's within you. He's not distant. He's within you. Draw from him. Draw from his river of living water. You know, think about that, that woman who's gone to the well. She has to go to the well to get water. Every day. But as I said to you, Jesus is within you. You don't have to walk miles to get the living water. You just have to draw near to God and ask him for the water. Because he said that he is the way the truth and the life. The body dies. The spirit lives forever. Your body will perish in the natural well. But your soul lives forever. So the question, is your soul in the well of Jesus Christ? Or is your soul in the well of the natural world? Because one well is going to give you eternal life and the other one is going to give you eternal life without God. With God, without God. Hallelujah. You see, it's a lifestyle, guys. It's a lifestyle about where you want to be. You start your day drawing water from the natural well. Yes, we need to be fed and watered in the natural. But how many of us neglect the supernatural well? How many of us wake up and get fed naturally, but yet fail to understand that we need to be fed spiritually? Who's had breakfast this morning? I haven't. But I'm getting my word, which is the food of God. It's important, guys, that you have both nourishment, the natural world and the supernatural world. But you need to determine where you sit in the well to draw from. Hallelujah, Lord. 
Jesus. If you notice, if we want to just turn to the final scripture, we're going to jump from 4.26, when Jesus said to her, who am I? I, sorry, I who speak to you am he. And we're going to jump down to John 4, 29. 39, sorry. John 4, 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him, Jesus, because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, Jesus, they urged him to stay with him, with, with them. And he stayed there for two days. And many more believed because of his own word. 42, verse 42, listen to this. Then they said to the woman who was at the well, Now we believe not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Guys, I just want to leave you with two thoughts before we finish today. It's important where you drink, first of all. Get yourself spiritually fit. Drink from him so you are fed and watered so you can then go and tell people about what you've just heard. You've heard who God is. You know who God is because you are drawing from that river from God. Go and tell people. Go and show them who you are. Go and show them how different you are. That you've got something inside of you that they need. This is what happened in this scripture. She listened. She heard. She received. She believed. She then went back into the town where she went, where she lived. And she said, you will never guess what I've just experienced. Come and listen to what I've got to say. For I've met the Christ. He knows everything about me. And I've experienced this wonderful river of living water. You all need to get a drink from him. Can you imagine that? The excitement, guys, when you get saved is unbelievable. It was for me. I remember going back home to my wife crying and weeping. And the words I said, it is real. I didn't understand. I was an atheist. I received the Holy Spirit. And I said, it is real. Surely, guys, that's what we know. It is real. Hallelujah. We know the river is real. We know Jesus is real. We know eternal life is real. We've got something to shout about this morning. It is real. Take the passion. Take the overflow of the river into your life on Monday morning. Go into the world. Go into your workplace. Go into the schools, wherever you are. And know that it is real. Guys, if you know it's real, you'll want to tell people it's real. This is what happened. She went and she said, it's real. And they went, wow. Let me check this out. I can feel because I can see what's in you. It is real. And they listened. And then they experienced and they believed. They went to the river of water and drank from Jesus. 
Guys, listen to this. This is so simple. <laughs> if everybody did that basic principle, receiving, getting overfilled with his spirit, and then flowing into other people's lives, it's like a domino effect. I tell someone, I love it. You are empowered because you receive God's spirit. You're overflowing. You tell the next person. And you believe because now you've been filled with the spirit. And it's overflowing to every single one that you meet. It's not exclusive, church. It's inclusive. Jesus wants all of us. Overflow with his river when you go this morning. Take the passion of Christ, the river from the well of living water, and let it overflow into all you do and all you see and say. Jesus, I thank you for the gifts that you've given us, Lord. I thank you for the things that you've put in our hearts, because you are the river of living water. In Jesus' name, thank you, church. Be blessed. Amen.